I have children for you, and I've known them before the foundation of the world. You don't know who you're gonna dance with, but you know you're gonna dance. God just doesn't want to be with me in all the good moments. He wants to be there when I'm in my car, after work, crying. God has woven a tapestry in us and has taught us so much in these past years. This is West Side Stories. Today on West Side Stories, West Side member Brooke Walker sits down with Atlanta West Side Senior Pastor Walter Henniger and Director of Spiritual Formation Ann Henniger to tell the story of how she landed in full-time college ministry and the highs and lows she's experienced as a campus minister. Brooke and her husband Lance, an elder at West Side and also a full-time campus minister, have worked for Campus Crusade, or CRU, since they graduated school in the early aughts. Let's hear more from Brooke. Hey, I'm Ann Henniger. I'm here with Walter and my friend Brooke Walker. Tell us a little bit about what you do for a living. So I work with a campus ministry called Crew. I've been on staff for about 15 years in UGA for about six, Paris, France for a year, and then now have been in Atlanta for little over seven. And what got you into campus ministry? How did you arrive there? A lot of it for me ties back to my story. As I started really having a relationship with the Lord and experiencing Him in personal and real ways, and I began to um, understand the gospel not just theologically, but really in my heart. I was like, people need to know about this. People need to know that He is personal and He is real and He is not far off and He is near. So very simultaneously as God began to capture my heart and I began to experience Him is when I began to have a desire for other people to know Him as well. How also were you exposed to to ministry as well? Tell us a little bit about your parents. Yes. So my parents are in staff with crew as well. Um, So I was born and raised uh, as a staff kid and got a heart for college students, particularly while I was in college. And as the Lord brought people into my life to process these things really helped me further in my faith. And so I wanted to do the same to ask hard questions, to understand some of the churchy terms in a more, how do we live that out? And how does that um, impact our lives and how we engage in it um, and learning really how to have a personal relationship with the Lord? I love that you had a great uh, exposure to ministry through your parents, mm-hmm. because just like pastor kids, you know, they're not always ones that want to stay close to the church, yes. sadly, but yeah. I love that you wanted to kind of continue on what your your parents kind of modeled before you. How did you meet Lance, your husband? So we met right after graduating from college, and I was joining staff with Crew, and he was out there for a leadership, um, Crew Leadership Conference, and we met um, and worked together for several years. They placed me at UGA, and he came back. He was a student there, came back and worked. Um, but we started dating probably two and a half years after we had met and known each other. So, But when we met, we were very different. I was fresh off the beach nose pierced, short hair, holy jeans before that was like a thing, Um, sand probably still in my hair, and he was 
a Southern boy, you know, khaki shorts, boat shoes, collared shirt, <laughs> same haircut since he was like seven. Um, so we were very opposite in a lot of ways, like externally. But then as we got to know each other, our hearts were very similar. Before you started thinking, maybe this is what I want to do with my life, did you have some other ideas when you were younger, what, what you thought the future might look like? I think a teacher. I think I liked the idea of being able to help. I liked the idea of coming alongside. I think that was always kind of a part of the fabric of who I was. And then I think as I began to experience the gospel, it just shifted in a different way from being able to help people, you know, in a teaching standpoint, um, just about, you know, broad topics, but being able to hone in on something that, you know, really last for a lifetime. One thing I know about you by by being your friend is how teachable you are. Like you're saying you love to teach, but I see how hungry you are of, of learning. So what are some lessons you've learned in ministry that with that, that hungry heart of yours? I was about 25 at the time, and um, Jesus Film, which is another part of Crew, sends trips overseas. And some of my other staff friends and a guy from Jesus Film was reading the, leading the trip, said, you know, hey, why don't you come? So I went on this Jesus Film trip to the Middle East, but really my heart was just to, oh, my friends are going, that guy's cool, I love to travel. Like that was kind of my initial thought in jumping in and saying yes. And then while I was there, I just had a very clear sense from the Lord that He wanted me to apply and come back, which I did not anticipate that happening when I thought about going on this trip. So I came back and started this process of potentially going back and serving there. And it was a several, several months of a process of applying, I need references, interview. And so just over those few months, just was kind of in this major limbo of, am I going to be living in the Middle East? What will that look like? Just so many things that got bubbled up into the surface because um, I've never been asked to have to give up a lot of these, you know, running water, sewage, different things like that, that was just the whole process was really good. But um, two days before I was supposed to leave for the summer um, to go with crew and do summer missions, I got a call from the girl who was doing the applications, doing the reference, did my interview. And she basically said, we don't think this is a good fit for you. And basically said, no. And then she said, and actually, I would encourage you to pursue counseling. And I got off the phone, and I was devastated. From being told no, I had already shared with many people about this um, and was sure set that I would go. And so having to tell people, share people with people that I wasn't going, but then also hearing that I needed counseling. And at that time, that word didn't feel like an invitation for more. Mm -hmm. It felt like failure. Mm -hmm. It felt like, so I felt a ton of shame of just, man, what did they read in my applications? What did my references say? I mean, it just felt this other wave of weight, not only no, but also this, hey, you might want to pursue counseling. And now I'm going to be back in Athens. I have no place to live, no roommate, and I need counseling. And so I, I walk into this conference um, 
before heading for my summer mission. And uh, there was an MC up front, and he shared um, from James 1-2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. And he said, he quoted from David Platt, he said, we find joy in our trials when God is our goal. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. And there was just this power shift that began to happen, that the power was no longer in this woman that said no to me, or even in the, you need counseling, or even in the circumstances, but the power was now shifted back onto God. And that he was using this trial that I was in, I'm still in, as a vehicle to move more towards him. Um, And I also look back that I did the counseling. I I did it. I went. Um, And just what a big, what that opened up for me. So I think that was one of the biggest aha moments for me in ministry, but really even more than ministry, my life. Mm. I know Lance is glad you didn't go to the Middle East as well, right? very glad. Part of the circumstance that led you back to each other, right? Yes. Yes. I I know that uh, there was a friend of mine in in college that said good is not just something that's pleasant and and lovely, but good is anything that draws us closer to God. Mm. And so we can call all things, count it all joy, it count it all good that we get we get to grow closer to the Lord even through those hard circumstances. So and it's interesting to me that one of the places the Lord took you and Lance a, a few years ago was was Paris. Uh, what was that like? For me, it just broadened my perspective of the cross. I think uh, just even processing of knowing, you know, as he was on the cross, he had French people in mind. I think sometimes I can have just the perspective of America, and I think just broadening that when he was on the cross, he had the French in mind and many other people. I think he knew marrying me that overseas was a part of the equation. He had lived in the same house. His parents still live in the same house um, his entire life, and he didn't start flying till he was in college. Um, so it was big for both of us, like in our marriage and ministry-wise. Do you have any stories of people that you interacted with in Paris that have left an impression on you? So we were working on colleges, college campuses in Paris, France, and we were a few of us were assigned to different campuses. And one of the ways that we would reach out and connect to French students were either just approaching them, or we would also do these put out tables where they could get we would give them little bonbons, like basically suckers, if they filled out a survey. And there was a girl named Wahiba who filled out a survey, and she. Um, didn't believe in God, but she would love to meet up. And so we met in the little coffee shop right across the street, and I just started engaging with her. You know, tell me your story. You said you didn't believe in God, but you're spiritually interested. And just over several conversations that we had over the next few weeks, unpacking the gospel, talking about the person of Christ, Um, just watching God really open up her eyes and open up her heart. And um, in in that cafe, she prayed and placed her faith in Christ. I don't think it was because of anything magical we said. I don't think it had anything to do with who we were, but it was just Christ clearly pursuing her and uh, and him inviting us to be a part of that and inviting us to be a part of 
sharing the news of Christ with her. It changed me. I think just as much as she was changed, I was radically changed. So Brooke, one thing that's changed, I know, in the in the years since you started staff is you are now a mama mm-hmm. of three boys. So how has that affected your ability to be on campus or meet students? What does ministry look like now? Yes, um, it has had a big impact with just having a lot less margins, a lot less control of, did I get sleep last night? Do I, (laughs) did I have a child up all night, you know, throwing up? Did I, did my school call in the middle of meetings? So absolutely it has had a big impact for me. I think in a lot of ways it's helped me to let go of a lot, um, where my, my prayer a lot is, Lord, here's my five loaves and two fish, and would you multiply it? And sometimes it's even, Lord, here is my half loaf that I can offer. (laughs) Would you multiply it? And I think just another layer of needing the Lord and needing Him to um, do the work that only He can do and trusting that where I'm at when I connect with the student the Lord has them in mind too. So if I come off of an evening where I got barely any sleep, I got in a fight with Campbell, and then I have to meet up with so-and-so on campus of trusting, Lord, you had that in mind as I'm meeting with her. And and he has me in mind as I'm meeting with her. And so just more leaning into not the old strategies I used to be able to do, but leaning into trusting where I'm at, what I'm walking through, the sin I'm battling, the wounds that really hurt me right now, that where I'm at, God has these women in mind, and He wants them to be invited in, and vice versa. And just leaning into that, I think, has been really freeing for me of taking off the performance, taking off the pressure, taking off the um, feeling like I have to nail it every time, but just coming honestly, like, hey, I'm really sad today for these reasons, or I'm really exhausted today for these reasons, and letting them in on that um, as a part of our discipleship, but then also them seeing the the humanity of me. And so I think that that has been very significant to me as I've shifted into motherhood and continuing to try to to do ministry. Thank goodness, or he would never use any of this. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It feels like a a more kind of curious and expectant way to enter into ministry, knowing that the Lord always has to do something you can't. Yes. And just really freeing, a really a freeing place for me of that wherever I'm at is okay that I'm there. And I'm in process too, and I'm wrestling too, and I have wounds I'm working through. I've got sin I'm working through, but trusting that in that, the Lord will work in them and in me too, that it's a both and, that there have been many girls that the Lord has used to minister to me too, that it's not just, oh, what can I offer you, but who is, who, who is Christ in you and what does he have for me as I engage with you? Um, just makes it really sweet to see what he, what he unfolds in that and where he's in that. Jesus always gets a two for one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like the double time discipleship. You know, it's like he's discipling them and me as well as our stories come together. Well, this has been delightful, Brooke. Thank you for joining us and telling us about what God's been doing in you and through you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Westside Stories. And our sincerest thanks to Brooke Walker for joining us. 
This episode was produced and directed by me, Corey Fleeman. It was co-produced and hosted by Anne and Walter Henniger. Our editor was Tim Lane. Original music was composed and performed also by Tim Lane. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll share it with friends and family. A positive review on your streaming service of choice would also be appreciated. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.